Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joan. On today's episode, we're going to be doing some trip planning. So we're going to be going through some different options, different price points to give our listeners uh, some ideas on what they could do for their next trip. I was going to say, if you have a person in your life that you know, you know, is looking to do that Disney trip and they're trying to kind of figure out how to you know, plan it, how much it's going to cost, this would be the episode to refer them to. Yeah. And according to our YouTube channel, so I threw this question out to our YouTube subscribers. We're Enchanted Ears over on YouTube, but a little over 200 people responded that they are planning a Disney trip this year. So there's quite a few people out there planning a Disney trip. So I thought this would be a good idea. Yeah. All right. Before we get into trip planning, though, let's touch on the Disney news of the week. So you can now have a party at Mickey's house over in Disneyland. So Disneyland announced from January 19th through March 6th over in Toontown. Uh, you can have a party for up to 10 people. It's a 90-minute party at Mickey's house. It includes some cupcakes, pictures, some arts and crafts. It's $350, which isn't bad for 10 people. It's only $35 a person for an hour and a half party ever with at Mickey's house. Um, why are we here? Because we have to fly to California first. I want to do this. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. Is Mickey going to show up at some point in time? I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like he would because they're they're having pictures. So I feel like Mickey's going to be there. There's going to at least be a little bit of a meet and greet. I mean, that would be interesting if you were at Mickey's house and like raiding his house while he's on vacation or something. Like, yeah, that could be. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this is going to run through March 6th when Toontown closes. I think this is really interesting and at least as far as I'm aware, this is not something Disney has done before where they've had a, a small part of the park that you could rent out for a party. I mean, obviously they've had, you know, fireworks parties and things like that, but this is the first I've seen this, you know, in Mickey's house. So I think this is an interesting way to kind of increase revenue in the parks. I'm interested to see if they start doing this in other places. Cause I think there's a lot of interesting places around Walt Disney World that you could have little parties like this. So obviously, you know, Mickey's house makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like something in the castle or, or something in like Pandora or Batu. you know, like there's these larger lands or even Toy Story land where you can have these kind of small spaces that people would want to be. You have, you know, an interesting meet and greet, you know, type character type thing. You know, and again, for 10 people, it's $35, $40 a person. Um, I could, I could see this expanding if this does well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, and I think it'll do well. I think a lot of people are going to want to, Oh, I want to hang out at Mickey's house. I mean, this would be quite the birthday present or birthday party for a kid. Yeah, it would be. You'd have to buy everybody tickets to Disneyland first, but, or for an adult who likes Disney. Yeah, I think this would be great. So, all right, moving on. uh, Tim Allen is set to return as Scott Calvin in a Santa Claus series on Disney Plus. So they're revisiting this. They're making a series for Disney Plus, which I think makes a lot of sense. I think Disney's going to be doing this with a lot of their movies. They're doing it with Pixar movies, making series, uh, Disney movies like Moana is getting its own series. I think Zootopia is as well. So they're kind of just, again, trying to make more and more content for Disney Plus. But uh, this was announced Tim Allen will be returning. And this will be, I believe, sometime this year, maybe around Christmas, maybe around uh, the end of the year. I'm rolling my eyes over here a little bit because I think that three movies is enough. And I, I understand that they're trying to come up with stuff for Disney Plus, but I still, I I, I fear that we get trapped in this. Oh, well, this is already a proven concept. So we're just going to stick with this and not try new stuff. I feel like the Santa Claus has been pretty well explored. I don't really have more of a desire. I like the movie, the original one. And 
don't really feel like, I don't know, I don't need to see any more. Yeah, see, I'll disagree with you on this. I think it's good. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing with this series. And I think with these streaming services, I think kind of your knock of saying, okay, it's a proven property. We're just going to do that. All of these streaming services, they're all about just as much content as possible. So they're going to have as much, you know, proven stuff, anything they can create, they're going to create, but they're all are also doing new shows. I mean, Nat Geo has a lot of new shows out there. Doogie Kamealoha, even though it's kind of a retread it's, of Doogie yeah. Hauser, it's a completely different story. The only thing that it shares with it is it's a kid doctor and they <laughs> call her Doogie. I mean, it's a very different series. That's what these streaming services are all about. It's how much content can you get out there? And it's got to be a mix of things people know and love to keep them entertained and also new stuff. I will say the other thing is, and you know, Netflix does this really well, is they look at past viewer habits. So that's the one thing we don't know. I mean, maybe the Santa Claus movies are huge on yeah, Disney+. Plus, right. And so if they go, wow, millions of people watch this, where should we put our money? We should put it in a Santa Claus series to kind of keep people entertained and staying on the platform. Yeah, no, I I, I can see that. I just, I don't know. I, I kind I of... I get your point. It's, I feel it's like it's for children. Too. Yeah, I feel like it's something that was, it was kind of, that book has been closed for a while. Like Moana, like them making a series for Moana and Zootopia, I think that there's a lot more to be explored there. But as far as the Santa Claus, I mean, it does have two sequel. Like it has, it, it's a trilogy. So I, I don't know. There's just a lot that's been kind of, covered there yeah so i just it doesn't excite me like some of the yeah, other ideas and we'll see and again you know marvel's done a nice job with the series where taking characters that maybe play a small role in a movie and yeah. expanding out a backstory so I, you don't know having a six hour series may actually help maybe right. you'll, you'll care about i this mean more. hawkeye at case they made, point hawkeye, right cool. There. They made, they made hawkeye. hawkeye cool yeah so i mean i can't i can't i, I hope that they can maybe breathe some life into this i, I will watch it I, it's not something I'm going to say, mm, I'm not going to watch that. But Look yeah. at that. I've already turned you around on this. All right. And then finally, uh, in how long will you wait for souvenir merchandise, <laughs> the Figment Popcorn Bucket debuted at Epcot to a six and a half hour wait, which I think is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Who is waiting six and a half hours for a popcorn bucket? But then people are turning around and selling these on eBay. People are bidding on this. This means they're going to sell for a popcorn bucket, which costs $25. So I think that's why people are waiting six and a half hours because they know they can sell it. But please, people, stop buying this stuff, one, on on eBay for $200 when it's a $25 bucket because Uh it it just makes it insane that people have these run on this merchandise. I mean, I love Figment as much as the next guy. I'm not waiting six and a half hours for popcorn. I think you're underselling. You love Figment more than the next guy because before anybody knew who Figment was, you loved Figment. But, I mean, yeah, you have a real point here where the Orange Bird Sippers, I mean, those were hot. They were a hot commodity item. They were selling on eBay for a lot. And then now you go there and they practically give them to you. I mean, this is going to be – I feel like this is going to be very similar. Yeah, this is this is the thing. And they say that you know Disney has somewhere like 40,000 of them. And once they're gone, they're gone. But I was thinking of the Orange Bird Sipper because you're right. That was a huge thing. There were long lines for that. The first year it debuted, people were reselling them on eBay for a lot more money. And then they kept coming back year after year. And they kept coming back to every festival. And now they've even updated it. And now there's like no line for the Orange Bird Sippers at all because mm-hmm. there's so many out there. And I think there's a similar thing. I mean, if this figment popcorn bucket does this well, Disney's just going to keep selling these. And it's just like, one... 
hey, if you want to wait in line, wait in line. But I feel bad for these people that are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on eBay. Gee, somebody was selling one kernel of the popcorn for like 20 bucks. But it's like, I feel like people think this is going to be like such a valuable souvenir. And it's not going to be long term. I mean, there are going to be so many of these out there. It, it makes me think of the Beanie Babies. They're gonna, yeah, the they're going to lose value. Like, I feel bad for people that are actually paying you know, that much money for something that's like a $20 popcorn bucket. And they're paying, you know, 10 times the value for it. But it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, the line at Epcot was insane the first couple of days for these popcorn buckets. It actually ran out of the popcorn because <laughs> it's, it's like a like a colored flavored popcorn and they ran out of popcorn. So they were giving you like a spork, like a figment spork that you can buy. They were just giving those out for free because they oh ran out of the special popcorn that, that so many people want this stuff. Goodness, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into our main topic this week, Disney trip planning. Uh, and if you are looking to plan a trip this year and you'd like to use a travel agent, uh, be sure to reach out to our friend Becky Ginther at Castle Dreams Travel. She's the official travel agent of the Enchanted Ears podcast. She's actually helping us plan uh, a trip for adventures by Disney uh, this summer and over in Disneyland Paris. So we're yep. using her to plan our trip uh, as well. So we definitely recommend her. We will put uh, her email in the description of the show if you'd like to reach out to her. All right. So how I've laid this out is I kind of looked at it as uh, trips for a family of four. So two adults, two kids, or for just a couple. So two adults, because that's us, but a lot of people have families as well. So I kind of wanted to look at it uh, both ways. And then at a couple different price points, again, just to give people ideas of you know, what their money can get them, what kind of hotels they can stay at, um, you know, sit down restaurants, that type of thing. None of this stuff includes airfare because, hey, where you're flying from, it's going to be yeah. all different. And I looked at the pricing for a weekday in September because I kind of looked in September seemed to be uh, somewhat cheaper in terms of pricing throughout the year. So obviously, pricing is going to fluctuate around holidays, around the summer, uh, but kind of like mid-September <laughs> during the week. Uh, it's pretty reasonable. Um, so that's where kind of all of this pricing is based around. He's sitting across from a teacher who, whenever he said, I'm planning, this is for September, I'm giving him dirty looks because when, as a teacher, yeah, somebody says, I'm going on vacation in September, the teachers say, you just came back, really? And that's why you can get a good deal because uh, everybody's going back to school. So again, it can fluctuate. Make, make sure you get your teachers a good Christmas present. Yeah. Let me put it that way. If you, take a, if you take a trip in September, make sure you do that. And there's similar pricing other times of the year as well. So again, September is kind of one of the lower pricing, but you can get you know lower pricing throughout the year as well. So I'm just saying I didn't pick like the most expensive time to go essentially. So again, this is kind of just to give people an idea. Uh, you can kind of play around with it and price it out as well. So starting with a family. So again, this is family of four, two adults, two kids. So for around a $2,000 trip, so it's a little bit more inexpensive of a trip, you could do a three-day, two-night stay at one of the all-star resorts. Um, so you're staying at the value resort there and get a three-day base ticket. So this is no park hopper, and that's going to run you $1,800. That makes a lot of sense because you can definitely skip Epcot being that, you know, that's more of a part that's kind of tailored to if you like to eat and kids usually aren't that excited about the food aspect. So you can kind of get away with not going there. Yeah, I definitely think that would be the park to skip. So if you have younger kids, I definitely think that's easy to skip Epcot. Sure, you're going to miss out on Frozen and Ratatouille, but I don't think you're really missing out that much 
versus you know the other parks versus you know animal kingdom hollywood studios magic kingdom i think you can spend more time there and maybe you don't even want to go to animal kingdom I mean, maybe you want to spend two days in magic kingdom but i definitely think if you have younger kids epcot is skippable now if you have older kids that might be a little bit iffy maybe they want to skip animal kingdom but there's so there's no park hopper there so that's going to run you eighteen hundred dollars that's a good chunk of your budget now looking at you know food you're going to need uh food maybe merch so I actually looked up WDW Prep School has kind of average costs for all of the meals on property. So what you can kind of expect to spend. So the average cost for like a snack is $6. Quick service for an adult would be about $19. That, that seems like really high, I feel like. Yeah, I think this is including like quick service and it probably includes the drink as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it drinks a couple dollars. Uh, yeah, okay. quick service. I mean, they, they are moving up there where it's like 15 bucks. And yeah. again, this is kind of average pricing. So just kind of going off this. Yeah, you're about 19 bucks for an adult. Yeah, you could definitely shave some of some cost on that one if you just get a water. Quick service for a child is $11. And if you want to get table service, then for an adult, that would be $42. And for a kid would be 25 yeah. And again, these are just average costs. So depending on the restaurant you go to, I mean, you, you could get cheaper, you know, it could be more expensive, but just kind of average cost. So using that as an average cost, if you're going for trot around $2,000, so again, you spend about $1,800 on the hotel and the tickets, you could do three quick service meals per day. Plus you could do one snack for each kid per day. Sorry, parents, no snacks for you. That's going <laughs> to run you around $300. So that would bring the total price to around $2,100. And another important thing to keep in mind when you're going to Disney, if you're looking to do a cheap trip, you can bring your own food into the park. So if you don't want to, to buy snacks or you want to save money on food and uh, you need a price cut, you can bring your own food into the parks. So that's a really important tip to keep in mind. Yeah, that's a good point. You can also purchase food. So if you're traveling and you know obviously you can't maybe bring a lot of food because you're, you're flying, you can do Amazon or like grocery mm. delivery, and they will deliver to your hotel. And we've seen that when we've been at the park before. Yeah, so you can definitely do that where you could spend, you know, maybe $100 and get a lot of groceries and get all of your snacks uh, and just kind of have all of your food. And like you said, take that into the park, or maybe you head back to your room for, you know, lunch or something in the middle of the day. Um, so you're right, you could, you know, kind of cut some costs there around the food and maybe spend an extra day in the parks or buy some merchandise. Because again, they're you know, not really merchandise here uh, or anything like that. But so, so for around, you know, $2,000, you can go family of four for about three days, uh, two nights staying at the All-Stars. Now, if you kind of bump it up, if you look into the, you know, $5,000 range, so you're getting, you know, a more expensive trip here. Again, this is for a family of four. So uh, you could do uh, six days, five nights at Pop Century, kind of stepping up a little bit. Now, I will say the All-Star resorts and the pop century rooms we learned are essentially the same at least at the movies the the remodeled all-star movies rooms are the same as the pop century room so it's not like you're getting a better room right uh, for more price but you are getting skyliner access right and so i mean a lot of times it depending on what park is open like what of the hotels are open the all-star resorts can be kind of inconvenient because the bus stops at all three of the resorts so bus time kind of can be pretty high and also it can be really crowded but yeah if you're it, it kind of is there's really not much much of a difference there yeah so again you, you'll get the skyliner access which 
Again, just gives you another mode of transportation to get to the resorts. Uh, it also gets you quickly to the Riviera, which if you maybe want to go to Topolino's for breakfast, do a character breakfast, could definitely do that. So uh, six days, five nights at Pop Century. Now, this would be with a six-day park hopper. So now you're getting six days in the parks with Park Hopper. It's $3,500. And really at this point, you know, you could be saying, hey, I don't need six days in the parks. Maybe I only need five days in the parks because we're going to want to do uh, a rest day at the hotel, just lounge by the pool, or maybe we want to do a water park or Disney right. Springs. I will say when you get up to like the five, six, seven days, it's very minimal. Disney does this. It's very minimal to add an additional day. So I think it was like $100 less to do a five-day park hopper versus a six-day. So that is definitely a way you could you know, cut $100 or $200 off of your trip. But also, it may be worth it to spend that $100 because then you could do a half day in the park and a half day at the pool. Like You have that option then. Or say you want to go ride one ride and then eat at one of the wonderful restaurants. And so it gets you access to, you know, maybe you go to Epcot and eat at La Cellier. So I, I there's a lot of... Uh, you know, options there. And I think Joe comes up with a good point that unless you're, you know, you're trying, you're pinching pennies here, it's really kind of not worth not getting a six day park. Yeah. Here. And it's, I mean, it really goes to show like the cost of Disney is very much front loaded in those tickets. So, mm-hmm. you know, a three day, two night stay. So two nights at a hotel and just a three day base ticket is $1,800. But then you're adding three more nights in hotel, three more days in the park plus park hopper. And it's basically double the price, so you're getting a little over twice as much stuff, but it's yeah. double the it's you know a right right around double the price, and it just goes up from there. You know, the more days you stay, kind of the cheaper it is to go to the parks. So, uh, so that's thirty five hundred dollars. You could kind of bump up to three snacks per day in total, uh, and then you could also swap out two of your quick service meals for either a table service or a character meal. Uh, now, character meals are a little bit more expensive on average than uh, table service meals. So uh, Cinderella Royal Table, for instance, is $62 for an adult and $37 for a kid. Wow. So $20 more on average, uh, roughly, uh, than a table service. So, But you could swap out kind of two meals, and that would be about $900 for your food. I would also recommend, if you're going for this long, getting the Memory Maker. Yeah. So it's $170, but if you're going that long, it's so worth it to have, especially when you're going as a family, to have all those pictures. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Memory Maker. I mean, we have so many really great photos. I actually got Joe uh, a frame, like a digital picture frame for Christmas, and a lot of the photos that ended up on that frame are those photos that we bought from the Memory Maker. They just are... A really nice way to kind of see your trips to Disney over the years, or if this is your one big trip to Disney, have that documented. I mean, you can always hand one of the PhotoPass people your phone, and they will you they will take photos with it. I don't know that you get a little bit of a, a step up in quality if you do the Memory Maker. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're not familiar with the Memory Maker, it's the PhotoPass photographers. It's unlimited photos for your trip. You get all the digital downloads, but it also includes ride photos. It includes the magic shots. So. You know, you you get a little bit more than, like you said, you're right. You could give somebody your camera and have them take a picture, but you get a little bit more. Uh, And again, I think this is a good add-on, especially if you're going to be there for six days. Right. And also, I mean, if you're going with a family, you don't want to be like, oh, like juggling your stuff around, trying to find your phone, make sure it's like in the right spot. You just kind of, it's nice to just be able to walk up and say, take a photo of us. 
Yeah, exactly. So all of that is going to be about $4,600, which then leaves you around $400 for souvenirs if you wanted to. If you wanted to add on a Genie Plus for every day of the trip, that would be about $380 for everybody. I really think, though, if you're going for six days and you're really going to go to the parks for, for six days, even if you go for five and a half days, I think you should be able to do everything you want to do, especially if you yeah. go during a slower time like September. I really don't think you're going to need Genie Plus every day. Now, mm-hmm. maybe you want to use some of that money to get individual lightning lanes for certain attractions because you want to ride Rise of the Resistance or you want to ride Remy and you want to do it smart where it can save you a lot of time on some individual rides. But I don't think you're going to need it every day because I think there's a lot of parks like Epcot where it's not going to make sense to have Genie Plus. And if you're prepaying for that, you're kind of just wasting the money on those days. Right. I mean, we haven't tried to use Genie Plus, but I also think that its success shows Disney that, hey, we can charge people extra money for what they are already getting. Um, I, I just, I don't like that idea. Yeah, I actually think it, it would make more sense if you were going for the three days and, you know, around the $2,000. Now, again, that's going to be a couple hundred dollars more on that trip. But I think if you could spend a few hundred dollars more on the shorter trip, you're going to get more value out of Genie Plus because you're not there as long. And so you want to get as much done as you can. But if you're there six days and you're park hopping, I think you're going to be able to do everything you really want to do. Exactly. You know, something else you can also do is... Uh, if you have girls who want to become princesses or... Is there an age cutoff for this? I believe you're too old. Yes, I think it's younger kids. So, but you can do Bippity Boppity Boutique. So they have a couple packages. So uh, $75 for the crown package. You get hair stylings, kind of get the face glitter and gems, nail polish, and you get a sash. Or you could step up to the $199 castle package, which kind of includes everything in the crown package, but you get a gown as well, an additional accessory. So that's kind of like the full top of the line package. How much would I have to pay you to do this to me at home? Oh, to give you like, like a little I feel like like this makeover. Would be a, a great YouTube video. They should... You giving me a bippity boppity boutique, uh, you know, makeover. It would be. And you bring up a good point. I'm surprised they have not added something like this for adults because I feel like there would be a lot of adults that would be very much interested in getting a princess makeover. A hundred percent. I think the problem is as adults, you can't wear costumes in the park. So you could not do the gown in the park because you look so much too much like the princess, but you could do, you could do like a makeover and do like a sash or something like that or a t-shirt, but you couldn't do the full gown. No, this is, a perfect way to send, like, sell me a short dress that is still resembles Merida. Oh, I want true. something okay. like they have, you know, on the boutiques on on Main Street where you can buy those really cute dresses, but make them princess themed. I would love that. So, so, so something that's like park appropriate. It's not like right. a replica gown, right? Right. Okay. It's something where like I could wear it to work and the kids would love it. But yeah, I, like I wouldn't wear a gown to work. Yeah, it is. It is kind of surprising that they don't have something like this Come on, for Disney. adults. I mean, this is an easy way for you to make money. And a lot Don't of give it. them any more ideas. Because <laughs> it would be a lot more, I feel like, for an adult. But yeah, I don't know that they need more money making ideas. But so so these are just some options. And character meals, you know, table service, adding that in. You know, we mentioned Cinderella Royal Table. If, if your kids are fans of princesses, they want to eat in the castle, I think that's a great option. There's a lot of other great options too for table service and character meals. Yeah, exactly. So earlier you mentioned Topolino's as a place to go and get a nice character breakfast. I think that, that would be kind of fun. And also it is one of the newer character breakfasts. And we mentioned you mentioned that that was at the Riviera. Um, you can get that on the Skyliner. And also 
the Garden Grill, if you're in Epcot, is another good place to get a good character breakfast. I think that that's usually one of the higher ranked character breakfasts. So um, you can great kinda... views of living with the land in that one too. Best <laughs> attraction in Epcot. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It revolves and things. You could also go to Be Our Guest instead of Cinderella's Royal Table, which is really interesting. And each room is differently themed. And I think Beast also comes out. So yeah. So if you have kids that like Beauty and the Beast versus Cinderella, like Be Our Guest would be a better one. And I think. That one's more of like a table service. There, Like you said, there are characters there, but I don't know if it's like fully considered a character meal. So I think that might be a little bit cheaper than some of the other character meals where they're you know typically like buffets, all you can eat type things, whereas this is more sit down. But like you said, the rooms are themed. I think Beast walks around, so you do get to see uh, some characters there as well. Yeah. But if you want to know some other options too, we recently did an episode on all of the best ranked restaurants throughout Disney World, both quick service and table service. So if you want some ideas on table service restaurants uh, as well, be sure to go back to listen to that episode. Uh, We did that one about a month or so ago. I think I have to re-listen to that one because (laughs) when we plan our next trip, I don't, I kind of forget where we have to eat. You probably remember. Yeah, we made notes. We've got a lot of new places that we came up with that we needed to try. Exactly. All right. So that's all around like that $5,000 price point. You could also, I looked up some other options around this price point. So you could also do a five-day, four-night trip. So it's one day less uh, with park hoppers and everything. But you could do it at one of the moderate resorts. So Caribbean Beach, Port Orleans, or Coronado Springs for roughly the same price. If you wanted to upgrade to a deluxe resort, say you wanted to do the Animal Kingdom Lodge with the Savannah View. So again, this would be five days, four nights. It would be $1,400 more. So you're looking... Uh, somewhere around, you know, $6,000 plus. I do have to add in here, you know, if you're a person who's thinking that, keep in mind that you're not going to probably spend a lot of time in the hotel, or maybe you are because you have kids potentially, and you know, they're going to spend a lot of time at the pool. My huge suggestion here then is actually Art of Animation has the blue pool, which also plays music underwater. So that just because you're staying at a quote unquote value resort doesn't mean that, you know, it's not awesome. And it is the only pool on Disney World property that plays music underwater. Yeah. And that's going to be more in line with the price point at Pop Century for the standard rooms, or you could do one of the suites. So if you want to do the Lion King suite or the car suite, depending on, you know, what movies your kids like, um, you should probably be able to do that for roughly the same price as like the Port Orleans or Coronado Springs. So I also looked up, you know, if you wanted to go around some sort of holiday and you wanted to do an after hours event. So I looked up in December just as kind of like, in example time, but there's obviously, you know, Halloween, there's the Halloween parties as well. I'm sure it's kind of similar pricing. So you could go in early December for five days, four nights with Park Hopper at Pop Century, kind of do the same meal plan as above. So you'd have, you know, at least one table service, one character meal. Uh, and then you could do the holiday party. Now, I'm assuming based on last year's prices, which were very expensive for the, oh the, the holiday party. That's a roughly you're going to spend about two hundred dollars a person per ticket. So if you had four people and you went to the holiday party, all of that all together would be around fifty one hundred dollars. Now that wouldn't include the memory maker. So if you wanted to add that, you're now at about fifty three hundred dollars. So again, you're around that five thousand dollar price point. But now you're going during a holiday, so you get to see it decorated. You get to go to an after hours event, which is always a lot of fun because you get snacks, you get to see special characters. <laughs> 
So if that's something that interests you too, that's kind of another option, again, around this kind of price point. So I think, you know, for around $5,000, even the $2,000 one is nice for a short trip. I think if you have young kids, that $2,000 one's probably good because they're going to get tired of the parks. They're not going to spend a lot of time in there if they're younger. So a couple days is probably perfect for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if you have kids that are a little bit older that, yeah, maybe you're going to want to spend some time at the pool or maybe going to want to, you know, go to Disney Springs or, you know, do some other stuff. That kind of six day trip, I think makes a lot of sense. You can do a character meal. You can, you can slow down and take a little bit more time in the parks and really enjoy it. And again, it's around $5,000, which for a Disney trip doesn't feel that expensive, uh, even though it definitely is expensive for a trip. Um, but, you know, for Disney, I think you can still get a lot there for your money. All right. So moving on now, if if you just are a couple. So this is just for two people. So again, a similar thing. We're looking at around $2,000 trip and around a $5,000 trip. Uh, so obviously with only two people, you can go a little bit longer, stay a little bit nicer hotels if you want to, mm -hmm. because you're not spending as much on tickets. So you're, or, you're saving for tickets and, and you're kind of using that to stay more days. And I know you didn't do this, but you also could stay a little shorter and go over a weekend potentially because it, it is more expensive over a weekend. But that way you don't have to take off work or you only have to take one day off of work, which which is what we typically do. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a good point. So so for around $2,000, you could do uh, four, four days, three nights at Pop Century. So this is uh, one day longer than uh, the family and you're staying at Pop Century. You could also stay at the All-Star Resort and maybe save a little bit. But again, it's, it's a little bit more for Pop Century, but you do get the Skyliner access. Again, this does not include park hopper tickets, so that's going to be $1,500. And then you could do a similar plan of three quick service meals a day, one snack per person, and then that's going to get you to right around that $2,000. So that leaves you with a little bit of money for souvenirs, or again, if you wanted to maybe go to the All-Stars and save a little bit of money there, uh, you could maybe you know work in a table service uh, or a character you know meal if you wanted to, or spend a little bit on souvenirs. And kind of like you're saying, I think this is a nice like long weekend type trip. So again, this is you know weekday pricing, right. but I think for a little bit more, you could do a, a weekend. You could do like a long weekend, right. maybe even like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I, I think this is a, a good trip for somebody, and it's something that we do a lot where we'll go, you know, just for a long weekend, three, four days. I have noticed on the times when we go down to Disney, it is worthwhile kind of trying to get there a little bit earlier than when the weekend starts like maybe not go down on a friday maybe go down on a thursday because it is weird like it seems like most people come to disney on like a sunday monday and you get a big influx of people um and but also a lot of people leave and then like kind of it wanes throughout the week and then again you get a big influx on like friday saturday so if you go on like a thursday that's when you can really get a lot of riding in so you know that like where you arrange your trip really matters so then moving up to, if you say have around a $5,000 budget. So again, look, I try to look at like a similar you know, number of days and nights. So again, this would be a six day, five night trip. Now this would be at Coronado Springs or Port Orleans. So you're kind of a step up from like your pop century all-star level. So that's going to be $2,700. That would include... Uh, park hoppers and everything. You could do Caribbean Beach if you wanted to stay on the Skyliner. That's going to cost you a few hundred dollars more. Can you tell we like the Skyliner? I'm just I'm just starting out there. A lot of people like the Skyliner. It is a really I, great mode of transportation. I will say I think that when we finally stopped staying, when we were at the um, the All Star Resorts, I missed 
the Skyliner. I think the Skyliner is a ride in and of itself. So whenever you don't do it, you know, whenever we stay at the Poly, I'm going to miss riding the Skyliner. We might have to go eat at Topolino's just so we can take it. Yeah, just ride the Skyliner. But again, yeah, when, when people are looking at hotels, that is a factor, too, of what modes of transportation do you have. So obviously, the monorail hotels are very expensive. They're deluxe hotels. They're on the monorail. You're paying a lot to have that access. The hotels on the Skyliner as well are good because, again, you have another mode of transportation. You don't just have the bus service. So to some people, that may be worth a few hundred dollars more to have the Skyliner over staying at like Coronado Springs or Port Orleans. Or for people who are really afraid of heights, they don't want yeah, to they do don't that. Want it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they're like, hey, I don't want that at all. So with this, you could have more table service meals. So you could swap out three of your meals for table service slash character meals with everything else being about the same. That's going to run you about $900. Again, I, I would recommend the memory maker for this. And also with some of the savings, again, of not having to buy as many tickets, you could do a tour. So the Keys mm-hmm. of the Kingdom tour is $114 a person. So that would be about $228 uh, for two people. So all of that together comes out to around $4,000. So that's a, a five-night stay, six days in the parks. Uh, your meals, which includes three table service, memory maker, and a tour is around $4,000. It's interesting because this is very roughly our next trip to Disney that you you did here. I mean, not exactly a different hotel, but I mean, we are talking, probably we'll get the memory, memory maker. We are talking about doing the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Um, and I think it's roughly the same amount of days that we're going to be there as well. So, I mean, I think that this is this is really nice and also you know just as you mentioned before when you're there for six days or so it's a completely different kind of trip you know you can slow down your pace it doesn't matter if you don't get on something you can go and have lunch at uh disney springs and kind of just chill in the middle of your day or, or go to go swimming so i think that this this is just like a really nice trip yeah, I will say I am looking forward to a longer trip because like we mentioned, we've been doing a lot of like long weekend trips where we're there four days. And so we're doing one park a day, you know, three, four days. Like we're trying to get a lot in in every day and it is very fast paced. So I am looking forward to having a few extra days, having a little bit of that breathing room. And I think you're right. I definitely would recommend it if you can afford a little bit extra to stay an extra day or two, do it. Build in a day where you're like, I'm just going to spend half the day at the resort at the pool. I'm just going to go to Disney Springs for a little bit. Again, it's probably not that much money to get a park ticket that day. So if you wanted to go in and see a fireworks show, or you wanted to go at night and you want to go to Epcot and get something to eat, like I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I'm going for six days, but I only need a five-day ticket because it's not going to cost you that much more to get the six-day ticket. Whether you use it or not, it's not a big deal. But plan in some rest. You can slow down a little bit and it will be a much more enjoyable trip for you. So I think that's a good point. So all this is around $4,000. So obviously, if you wanted to do more table service restaurants or you wanted to do character meals, you could obviously switch that out. This gives you ample money for merch. If you want to buy all your lounge flies and you maybe want to do yes, please. a lightsaber building experience. you know, If you wanted to add Disney Genie Plus, again, I don't know that you need to add it for every day, but if you want to add for lightning lanes, you're going to have uh, more than enough money if your budget's around that $5,000. You can also upgrade to the Yacht Club for about $1,200 more or my favorite idea, you could go to the Animal Kingdom Lodge and get the Savannah View rooms for $1,800 more. Right. So again, you're still around that $5,000. I was actually surprised that the Yacht Club was only $1,200 more. I actually think that's a pretty good deal because you're within walking distance to Epcot and Hollywood Studios there. 
And so it, that actually, you know, may be worth it uh, for, you know, for an additional 1200 bucks. The other idea I like, and if, if you're with somebody who maybe isn't yeah. a huge Disney fan and they may be more like more like high paced thrill rides, I would recommend going to Universal for a couple of days. Yeah. So what you could do is, and I, kinda, I feel like this is sacrilege for us right now. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's a good point. And we've, we've done this before. We haven't had a chance to go to Universal uh, recently because again, we've been doing shorter trips. So we right. haven't had the extra days, but if you're going for six days, maybe only do four days at Disney and do two days at Universal. So what I did is I priced out five nights at Pop Century with only a four-day park hopper ticket at Disney and then going to Universal for two days. And it's only about $200 more. So Mm. not buying the tickets for Disney and also staying at a little bit of a less expensive resort. So instead of staying at like the Coronado Springs, Port Orleans, you're staying at Pop Century. You're saving about the same amount of money it's going to cost you for the universal tickets. And so then you're going to need transportation, you know, there and back like an Uber. But I think it's worth it. I think, you know, especially if you have somebody, again, that's maybe not as huge a fan of Disney as you are. Or there are a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, or, I, think, yeah. I mean, for us, it's we go down to Disney more often. So I am due. We are due for a universal trip because it is nice to go and see, you know, what are they doing over there that's different than what Disney's doing? Or we haven't been to Volcano Velo- Bay. I want to ride that Velocicoaster. Yeah, too, I want to go to Volcano that. Bay. So I think that we are, yeah, we're definitely due for this. And I'm sure we'll talk about it too whenever we go and talk about, you know, going to Disney, but also going to Universal. Yes, but I, so I think that I would definitely recommend this again, especially, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's a, you know, a couple, if you're a couple, I think it's a great way to kind of get a good mix of the Disney magic, but then also Universal, which again has some more thrilling rides. I mean, the Velocicoaster is pretty intense. Uh, again, I'm really looking forward to riding that eventually. And it's only, it's roughly, you know, about the same amount of money. Um, so you'd be about $4,200, dollars for that. So again, you could kind of add on some additional stuff. I also looked again at a holiday. So maybe you want to go for a holiday party. So if you move the trip to December, so kind of the same trip, six days, five nights at Coronado Springs. Uh, everything else kind of stays the same. It'd be about $300 more going in December versus September. Uh, so again, that's about the price fluctuation there. And then adding on the holiday party would be, would be about another $400. So all in all, it's about $700. So you're around $4,700 there. Uh, so again, you could still add on some merch or you know maybe do a couple less days in a park, go up to Universal, could still kind of do all of that uh, for that trip. So that, that kind of covers some options to hopefully give people a lot to think about here. There's countless number of ways you can kind of mix and match all this stuff. I almost felt like as I was looking this up that like I should do curated trip planning. Like that maybe that's in our future, Enchanted Ears curated trips. Like we'll give you itineraries that you can do and like follow along. Because I, I feel like I feel like this is helpful. I mean, hopefully people find this helpful, but I feel like kind of knowing what's out there and what's available, because sometimes you don't know about the tours or you don't ever think, hey, Universal might be an option or maybe I should go to a water park, but kind of knowing what's out there and and what is available in different price ranges, I think is really helpful. And again, if you're somebody that's new and somebody recommended this episode to you because you don't know a whole lot about trip planning to Disney, definitely check out all of those extra tours because pretty much every park has them. You can do surfing in a controlled environment. You can go to Animal Kingdom and do behind the scenes with the animals. So you can really tailor that to your interests and it just adds a little bit of extra. That's probably couple of our most memorable things we've ever done in a Disney park is do those. They do a really nice job with them. They definitely are a lot more money, but it's a lot of fun. And if you don't know they exist, you might ignore them. Um, same thing with the food. I mean, you can do your regular quick service food 
or there's a ton of really great options of restaurants and really, you know, the chefs really take pride in their work. But if you don't know about that, then you're going to be eating chicken nuggies the whole time. Grogu would love it. (laughs) And we would love to hear what you have planned for your next trip. So head over to our Facebook page, Enchanted Ears. Leave us a comment on the post for this episode, where you plan on staying when you're going this year. You know, Typically, how long do you go? What kind of tips do you have for saving money when you're down at the parks? Because we'd love to hear those as well. I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so already, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.